Our guest today is a Major League Baseball player whose career is on the rise. He's currently a Cleveland Indian, formerly of the UCLA Bruins, and played a tremendous role on that 2013 team for the Bruins, went all the way and won the national championship. He was the most outstanding player of the 2013 College World Series. It is Adam Pletko. So glad to have him on this episode of the show. I'm Brian Fenley. You can follow me on Twitter, at Brian Fenley. I'm also a national anchor for Fox Sports Radio. Well, Adam will come on the show here, talk about how he is maximizing his time during this lull when we're waiting, waiting ever so impatiently for baseball to get going here on the professional ranks. We'll hear how he's doing, how his one-year-old son is doing, We'll hear the story about how he got the phone call when he got called up to the bigs for the first time and when he realistically thinks Major League Baseball will be able to start its season. That and so much more. And don't forget, we'll have a little bit of Bruin nostalgia included as well. Our interview starts right now. Well, he is a Bruin baseball legend. Adam Plutko now making it in the big leagues, an outstanding pitcher. Adam, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. So you're one-year-old. I've been seeing some video you've been posting, and it seems like he's got a pretty good fastball. What's the radar on that that arm? <laughs> I hope he's a better golfer, to be honest with you. Really? Absolutely. So what what what's this love for golf? I mean, I think if you're a starting pitcher, you have a love for golf in general. So uh, I've always loved golf. I played golf as much as I played baseball growing up, and I'd rather spend my time when I'm retiring at a country club than at another baseball field. So I feel like golf would be a better path. With the free time that you find yourself in, which you're probably wondering, I mean, you probably in your, in your wildest imagination never thought that we would be in early May and you would have all this family time. What's this been like for you? It's been good. It's been good. It's, been difficult just because I think at at the the base of who I am I want to do my job and yeah. I want to go out and compete and uh, not having competition in in any in any sort of capacity right now is probably the hardest thing for me but uh, it's been awesome my son's been great uh, it's been fun being around my wife as much as I am because normally we're gone so much and um, as a whole it's been a lot of fun being around. Adam Pletko joining us here. I'm Brian Fenley. Adam, how have you been able to be a little bit innovative in finding ways to stay conditioned, keep your mind sound at the task at hand, and practicing and getting some throws in despite this delay and when the season would start? I, I mean, right when I got home, I bought as much gym equipment as I possibly could. So I have some different stuff here that I can work out and uh, the team keeps up with us pretty close to make sure that we're working out or if we need help uh, in any particular way working out. So uh, I think all, all the heads from the team are coming together and trying to do uh, as much as they possibly can from afar. And as players, no matter what, there's some inherent risk that you have to take, especially as a pitcher. It's not like I can hit off a tee and keep sure. myself ready. As a pitcher, I need to throw off a mound to a catcher. I need to play catch with other uh, pitchers. So I'm doing that a couple times a week and trying to do that as safely as I possibly can. So uh, there's just going to be inherent risk. And that's the one factor that nobody talks about from a player perspective is we're actually the ones taking all the risk being the players. The 
the owners and, and the front office and everything, they can do their job. And I think they've done a heck of a job on all these different Zoom calls and, and different things that they have going. But we can't play baseball over Zoom. We can't play baseball yeah. um, any other way than being there. So there, there's inherent risk as players 100%. And every player that I've talked to is willing to do so. But um, just the recognition that we can't just sit at home and continue to do our job. Yeah, I was wondering, Adam, what the temperature was of players because we've heard of different scenarios being thrown out there. Everybody in Arizona and taking part in sort of a bubble for the season and getting it started with all the teams congregating in, in Arizona. And then obviously comes into play, I would think, because of that bubble, the family time, because you're obviously, if you're not at the stadium, are you going to have to be confined to the hotel? And then does that mean you get to be with your family and all these things? But it seems to me that there's more of an angst to want to play or an anxiety to want to play and figure out all those other specifics down the road because obviously guys aren't getting paid unless they're playing for the most part. So I feel, would you say that the majority of guys are – anxious to try and play even though like you said they understand the risks at hand yeah I, I would agree with that most everybody's ready to play no doubt uh, there's obviously a few special cases of the top you know two percent of major league baseball who have made enough money in their career that sure. um, feel like they may not need to play or take that possible risk for them and their family and that's good for them they've earned every right to do so um, by being as good as they have been for that long but the majority of guys that I talk to are ready to get back and ready to get playing. And um, I know some of the things that you threw out were stuff in the media, but none of, none of these options have been truly presented to us players via our players association. Everything's just been negotiated in the public eye, which, um, you know, if the commissioner wants to do that, that's fine. But until we get a formal proposal from the commissioner to our players association, there's not a whole lot that we can do other than just read along with everybody else. No question. And how about when all this news came about? You were in spring training. You had some great outings in spring training, and things were looking really good for you as the opening of the season was about to begin. How did all of it unfold where the team told you, hey, look, there is this extenuating circumstance. We won't be able to finish off the spring training sessions. The season is on hold. When did you feel like this danger could actually come to fruition? And then when you first heard news that this was happening, what was your mindset during all that? I think the first time it got real for me was uh, the whole Rudy Gobert and the NBA sure. canceling its season. Um, and up until that point, um, there, there's been, there was some anxiety about it, but uh, all the training staff, all the medical experts that we had meetings with, they all said generally we're all going to be okay if anybody catches this. Um, and, and I think there was obviously a steep learning curve that everybody learned. And I still think to this day, generally any major league baseball player uh, who, who catches it will probably be okay. Now I understand that nobody wants to operate under probably or, uh, or more than likely uh, right now, which I think is obviously the very smart thing to do. Um, but at the same time, it definitely seems to be slowing. And I think more and more players are wondering when we're going to get that call to get started again. The great Adam Pletko joining us, former UCLA Bruin. Follow him on Twitter at Papa. 
plut zero nine. You see overseas now baseball starting to come about over in, in, in Asia and it looks like ESPN is going to start to televise some of these games as professionals in the United States, keeping a close eye on what is going on in Asia. What are your thoughts on what's developed over there and how close they are to getting things going with their season? Yeah, I have some friends who are over there right now, and um, I think they're all pretty excited and giddy to start start getting going just as we will be here too. So it's it's exciting to see some baseball being played, and it seems as if, uh, Korea and Taiwan and uh, Japan were kind of a little bit ahead in this pandemic. Sure. So it only makes sense that they're starting to play baseball a little bit sooner. And, and hopefully we're not very far behind either. If you were to, in a best case scenario, Adam, think about when might be the fitting time for you to play. I, I know we can all just guess at this point, but where do you feel like if you had a say here where you would feel comfortable saying, okay, given all the precautions that we can take, making sure everybody is as safe as possible, now I think I'm ready to start the season right when? Uh, not a clear answer for you, but sure. I think – I think July 4th makes a lot of sense. And whether that's opening day or whether we've played games leading up to that, um, I, I don't really have a good answer for you. But I think July 4th, uh, there will be baseball being played no matter what. Obviously, such an iconic day and iconic meaning of baseball within uh, the independence of this country as a whole and being America's pastime. So um, I'm not going to personally guarantee anything. but. Sure. I truly believe that there will be baseball on July 4th. Now, hopefully we're a couple weeks into the season and there's baseball on July 4th, but yes. that's, that's what I believe. Lots more to get to with former UCLA pitcher and current major league hurler in Adam Pletko in just a moment, but got to tell you about these build bars. They are as tasty as can be. They've got great protein. And it tastes just like a candy bar. Who doesn't like a good-tasting health bar? Because there's a lot of them out there, but not all of them have the ingredients that are good for you, but also taste really well. 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate nut flavors, and nut-free flavors as well. They can be covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. You're health conscious. I don't blame you. Check out Built Bars. It's a great way to lose some weight, get some good ingredients and nutrients in your system while doing it deliciously. These bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They've got mint brownie, peanut butter brownie. Those are just a couple of the flavors they have for you. So here's what you got to do. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. All one word, locked on, and you will get $10 off your first order. Use promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. I urge you to check it out. You won't regret it. Nor will you regret this interview as we continue it right now. You've always believed in giving back, and I've also seen how much you've done as far as helping others during this pandemic time. You started an organization and felt compelled to help others. What have you done, and why have you done this? Uh, I, just, I just felt like, uh, as a whole, sitting on you know, my couch and watching Tiger King, like I could be doing more, and, <laughs> yeah. um, and I felt like there's so many workers and people on the front lines who are actually uh, putting their life quite literally at risk 
and, and potentially getting very sick. Um, so I, I just felt like there was more that I could do. And, and it was, it's been awesome so far. We've had a lot of fun. We did a Zoom call with uh, Meyer, which is a grocery store oh, wow. in the Midwest. We did a Zoom call with them, and um, Buffalo Wild Wings donated meals, and um, they've been a great partner for us. So we've uh, we've we've been pretty fortunate that everything kind of came together. And the first thing we did was make some face masks for uh, the National Guard and the Food Bank of Cleveland. So uh, it's it's been a lot of fun uh, throughout this entire process. Adam Pletko is with us, Indians pitcher, former UCLA Bruin. It sounds like, Adam, that you know your charitable causes will go into other avenues once this pandemic goes on. So super, super awesome that you have that want to give back and obviously helping so many others along the way. So digging into your baseball career, I, I was looking at people that have come across your life that have made indelible marks on your baseball career and I I looked in in Ken is it Revisa Revisa and and being a mental coach and I I saw a recent tweet where you talked about your baseball career would have been so different without Ken and his teachings on your life where would you be as a baseball player without Ken in your life yeah I, I I know Ken has has made an impact not just on my my life and my career but uh, countless, countless other Major League Baseball players, and I got to work with them at UCLA uh, originally, and um, it's it was it was awesome. He just taught me how a, a routine for the mental game. Uh, you have routines to make you a better pitcher. You have routines to get you stronger in the weight room, and you should have a routine to to make your mind stronger uh, for all the challenges at hand. So I I I can't give you an exact place, but. Yeah. He, he definitely helped me along the way. And um, he passed uh, in 2018, I want to say. Sure. Uh, that, that sounds right. And uh, that, was, that was a really sad day. But I, I hadn't pitched in front of him since I was at college uh, until 2018 when he was still a special assistant with uh, the Cubs. We went and we played the Cubs in uh, mid-early May. And um, – and, I got to meet with him before the game. We sat down at this uh, church that's right across the street from uh, where we stay. It's like this beautiful little pavilion. And every time I go back to Chicago to play the White Sox, sure. um, you know, I try and take a, a couple minutes and just sit there and, and drink a cup of coffee or something. That is awesome. Your call up to the majors. I've, I've read about this story and how your wife played such a part in this happening. Can you describe what that was like when you got the phone call or when all that took place and what made that so unique and such a uplifting story ultimately? Yeah, we were, uh, we were at a wedding um, and I was, I was in the wedding. Um, so I didn't, I didn't really know what was going on with the uh, Cleveland Indians that day. And so, um, so we, we were taking a picture and, uh, at the wedding and it was the, the actual ceremony had just ended. Um, I was unaware that Carlos Carrasco broke his hand at, at this point, um, by, by a comebacker. So we were getting ready to take a picture. Uh, one of the assistant GMs who, uh, was in charge of the minor leagues was giving me a call and I put it to voicemail cause I figured it was just some exit survey or, yeah. or something to that effect. And, um, She's like, well, what if it's important? I was like, oh, he'll call back if it's important. And sure enough, about five minutes later, 
the same name pops up and he's calling me back. And so uh, I quickly told the bride and groom that I needed to go and <laughs> we stayed for the speeches and, and then we, uh, we took off. You took off and celebrated once and for all, because like you said, and I read that article, you didn't want to take too much from the newlyweds. Obviously you had so much good news to share, but obviously they had a ceremony in themselves and looking a little bit back at your UCLA career, that 2011 pitching staff, does college baseball have a pitching staff better than what you guys had at UCLA in 2011? Um, it would be hard pressed. I, I would yeah. imagine. I, I'm sure there's been some, uh, pretty good pitching staffs as far as what they've accomplished beyond, uh, you know, their, their time in college. But you'd be, you'd be pretty hard-pressed to find a, a better uh, weekend rotation for sure than what we had in 2011. Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, part of that rotation. And when you saw the deal that Garrett Cole signed, what was your initial reaction? I was happy for him. I, I mean, he, he deserves every penny. He is the best pitcher on planet Earth, in, in my opinion. And, um, I believe he should have won the Cy Young last year and unfortunately uh, didn't. But I was happy for him, and, and it just seemed like he was always destined to be a Yankee. So um, it, was, it was awesome to see, and uh, we're still pretty close. So uh, I talked to him fairly frequently. How was he doing through all this and waiting and waiting and waiting for the season to go? He's good. Uh, he's, he's expecting – him and his wife Amy are expecting – uh sometime in the near future i believe it's in june or july oh wow cool okay yep so he's out in uh, greenwich connecticut uh he's staying in shape the best he can and um and just watching his wife get bigger and his uh, his son <laughs> slowly slowly start to grow our conversation with adam talking ucla baseball is only growing more on his career in westwood right after this March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Adam, I know you got a lot of busy things to do, so don't want to take too much more of your time. Spotlighting on the, the 2013 College World Series for you. You went 2-0, ERA under 2, 13 innings, most outstanding player. And to be such a prominent part of what UCLA baseball's only national championship was, You've been away from the college game for seven years now. What was it that made that year so special and what you did individually as well? I think what made that team so special was honestly the team. Uh, we, were, we were so uh, laser focused on being a disciplined group and it was no one player was better than, than the team as a whole. And so we really got wrapped up in trying to be as disciplined as we could uh, we didn't take little things for granted. Um, we needed to, you know, for example, we needed to dress the same way when we went to weights. And if you didn't, then you had uh, different forms of running and gassers and things like that. And, and nobody thought that it was wrong that we were doing that. Everybody just fully bought it and like, yeah, we do need to look the same way. We do need to 
be on time. We do need to make the most of what we have. And we were by far the least talented team that I had been on in my three years at UCLA, but wow. we were by far the most disciplined and, and, um, and whole team. And that showed when we got to the postseason, we went 10 and 0 and just ran straight through everybody. And that was because we were so disciplined. Yeah, you guys were third in the Pac-12, and here you go, just a beeline to the title game, and you, then you win it. My last question for you, Adam, I, I know that when you were at UCLA, you wore this hat. You're, you, I can't imagine a baseball player not being superstitious. As, as you wore a hat that seemingly brought you good luck, and to this day as a baseball player, what are some of the wackiest superstitions, maybe not that you've participated in, or maybe, it, maybe you have, or you've seen from teammates or, or opposition that was very creative and was very, it stood out, let's say. Yeah, you'll see some guys wear some socks that obviously in the major leagues we get uh, different socks for different days like 4th of July or Mother's Day. So you'll see guys that will wear their pants down that day, but underneath it will be like the pink Mother's Day socks or, um, <laughs> you know, the 4th of July ones we got last year didn't look all that different from our normal ones. So some guys would wear their 4th of July socks and just, you know, different things like that that you'll see some hitters do to try and kickstart something but just the standard they have a beard they'll shave it they don't have a beard then they'll grow one um anything to try and get the mojo going in their direction well you are going to have the mojo going in your direction on the mound when that season starts adam thinking about you guys and hopefully this season can get rolling for you soon we'd love to do this again when you have time i know you've got a busy family life you got that one-year-old and i know that you're busy trying to beat your wife in board games during this uh, free time as well. I know you're a very competitive guy, so it must be hard to try to ease up on the board game dominance that you're a part of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>